Welcome to All Things Apostolic. On Tuesday, this is October the 24th, 2023. Today, you're going to have an opportunity to hear the second half of an interview that we just did last Thursday with Jake Azar, missionary from Lebanon. Now, this was supposed to, to be up and played last Wednesday and Thursday when we did it. However, due to difficulties, we couldn't do that. Jake just barely got out of the country on one of the flights. It, it actually sat on the tarmac for an hour before it could leave. Um, and uh, I think it was actually while he was on the plane that the, the airport in Damascus was hit and blown up. The airport in Aleppo was hit, bombed and blown up. And uh, so anyway, we didn't get those played last Wednesday and Thursday, but we have them today. Monday, yesterday, we played the first half of it, which was supposed to be last Wednesday. And today we're playing the second half of it because we just wanted you to hear it. We feel like it's worth hearing. Amen. Jake's a tremendous young man. Uh, he's actually made it to the United States now. He's actually staying at our house, and he'll be leaving and going and ministering different places, uh, I'm sure, shortly. But anyway, it's a, it's a great interview, and I think you're going to enjoy it today. And so thank you for joining us. Also, I want to mention today that tomorrow, that's October 25th, uh, tomorrow we are going to begin a very special series. And uh, it's about you and it's about you and your well-being. And so this is important, and this is good. Uh, it's, it's, it's good stuff. It will help you. You and your identity is key to everything there is about our success in life. And tomorrow, this series, You and Your Identity, will start, and it will go for a little while because it's so important, and there's so much important information on this. So tell your friends, this is going to be a really special time together. And if you know anybody that's struggling, you tell them to tune in. It's going to be a blessing to them. All right, here we go. Thank you for joining us. Yesterday, we interviewed Jacob Azar, who is a missionary in Lebanon, which is in the war zone. Today, we're talking about it some more. Don't miss this. Stay tuned. So welcome. This is Thursday, October 19th. And um, yesterday we had with us in the studio uh, missionary Jacob Azar, who's here with me again today. And we're very excited about that. Yes, sir. And um, the truth of the matter is, is he just, uh, I don't think this is too strong a language. He's here. He can correct me if I'm wrong, who just fled from Lebanon um, in an emergency flight to get out of the country. And uh, his two sisters uh, made it on another flight out of the country the day before he got out. Uh, there is uh, bombing going on around Lebanon as well as Syria. And uh, I don't know all the players that are, that are in this, nor do I know where they come from. Maybe we could talk about that a little bit today. Our world is caught up in, uh, probably almost the whole world is, is affected one way or another by what is going on in the Middle East. And that's not just ironic. I mean, this has been the case for, uh, for centuries. And um, that, there was, that there was war and, and uh, discontent there. 
But especially since Israel became a nation in 1948 in the month of May, it was declared to be a nation and the name of the new nation was declared to be Israel. Um, and since that time, they went into land that was part of the original Old Testament promise to them. And they, um, they set up camp there. They claimed this land. And uh, on much of this land, there wasn't much of anything except Bedouins with their herdsmen. Some of the land had almost nothing on it. Um, but it uh, also had Palestinians, some of the, uh, the nomadic tribes that, uh, that had these tents and were shepherds primarily by, by, uh, by trade, making their living. Um, and so there's been war over this land ever since then. Now, you and I know that just in the last two weeks or so, uh, this has again accelerated and became a major, a major consequence when Palestinians in the southern part under Israel, in what's called Gaza or Gaza, um, attacked Israel and um, killed a thousand 1,300 people there, uh, and now Israel is retaliating. Well, uh, these Palestinians are kin to Palestinians, which means Palestine. They're from that area, um, uh, which would include uh, Egypt, or at least a great portion of it. It would include Jordan. It would include, to some extent, Saudi Arabia. It would include Iran, Iraq. It would include Syria. It would include... Lebanon, and so, um, so this That's is right. this is going on right now. Right and now. now, now have the have the missiles actually been shot into Lebanon? Yes, sir. There's been missile exchange on the border. Um, actually, that's been going on for. Uh, probably a little over a week and a half now. So how far so. is that from your church in your home? Well, our church is located pretty close to downtown Beirut. So that's about 145 miles from Jerusalem, very close. And then it's only about two and a half hours from the border. So uh, not very far at all, actually. So, so uh, let me ask you this. Uh, okay, we got Hamas in the south and we got Hezbollah. Right in the north is Hezbollah in Lebanon, or, or first, could you just talk a little bit about Hezbollah? Where, who are they? Where do they come from? Right. And uh, and where are they located primarily? Yes, sir. Hezbollah is actually primarily located. Um, if they were to have a headquarters, it'd probably be in the southern part of Beirut, right? And our our church is actually right in your city. Right in the city. Mm -hmm. our, our church is only about. Uh, five to seven minutes away from where that would be. Okay. But it's on the north side across the highway. So it's it's really just a, a, a highway difference that separates the north from the south. Okay. And so um, very, very close by. Um, Hezbollah comes from the two Arabic words, uh, Hazab, which means uh, a party or like a political party, and then Allah, which means God. And so... Um, they consider themselves in their philosophy to be the political party. Uh, the party of God. Of God. Ah. Right. And so uh, they weren't first involved in politics, uh, I don't believe, when it came to the early uh, 1900s. But over time, uh, 
they 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 begin to get more involved uh, not only in the country of Lebanon itself uh, but also in the region as a whole. Um, they are on the Shia side of the Muslims. Uh, Lebanon is predominantly Shia, uh, which other Shia countries around the area would be. Um, you have Syria, uh, you'd have Iran, uh, some places in uh, Tunisia and Egypt. And so that's kind of the, um, the foundational identity of, of, of who they are. And um, there's, there's different facets uh, uh, to the way that they, they operate in Lebanon. Um, not only is it, is it, uh, does it have its military side, and not only does it have its, uh, um, its military side, but it also has economic side to it. So they're very involved in trade. And it also has the political side to it as well, uh, with representation in the government and, uh, and people that claim to be a part of that party. It's not the only Shia party in Lebanon. There are other Shia parties. Okay. Um, but it is one of the most powerful. And is it the most dangerous? Um, I mean, I believe that that would be relative. Yeah. And uh, it, 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 really depends on, uh, it really depends on where you are and and um, and where you're coming from? Okay, okay. But they would share um, they would share uh, an anti-Israel attitude uh, that would be common to most Palestinians. Yes, sir. You know, with uh, with Lebanon's southern border bordering Israel, I mean, there's just always that conflict there at the border, and it's a very hot spot. It's a very hot. Bed. Lebanon actually has. Palestinian camps that are within it. The problem that they've also faced previously, though, is that when these Palestinian camps wanted to uh, wanted to um, you know uh, fire rockets or retaliate or 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 something you know was uh, something that they uh, uh, that caused them to storm towards the border, they would they would fire from within Lebanon. Okay, so, so so that was these, a problem. Uh, that was that was that would that would entail a lot of people that were not necessarily were part of the same group, um, but would still uh, reap the consequences. Wow! And so uh, when they retaliated, they're actually shooting missiles into the Golan Heights, into the Golan Heights, and um, well, uh, also into just northern area of, of uh, Israel. Of Israel, yes, yeah. sir. I was there years ago, and uh, and that was happening while I was there. The jets were flying overhead, and wow. I was just there on a tour. I mean, I didn't I didn't know much of the history or anything, but um, uh, and missiles were being shot. You could hear them hit. You could hear the the boom. Wow. Um, it was uh, it was probably not a lot of wisdom to be there at that time, but we were there, and. Um, uh, from that time forward, I begin to wonder about this. Is um, are, do we know where Hezbollah? The you said all the way back to nineteen early nineteen hundreds. So it's an old party. Do you know where they originated or what? Who, where they come from? Um, well, I know there was a movement that was connected to certain um, certain certain leaders within the Muslim faith. Um, so it wasn't necessarily from a country. It was. Depending on a faith-based thing. Yes, sir. I mean, in many ways, like like the way that large political parties can form at yeah. times, it was very um, based on traditional types of authority. Gotcha. So, can you just talk a little bit about uh, what are the Palestinians in 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 Gaza or Gaza? 
uh, would they be, uh, there's, there's two primary groups of Muslims, the Shia and the Shiite. What, right. What would, the, what would Gaza be? So, yes, sir, there's two primary uh, groups of Muslims. One is, is 70% of the Muslim world. The other one would be 30%. And the Shia Muslims are the minority. Um, they're the ones that would be in Iran, Lebanon, Gaza, Gaza, uh, the Palestinian factors. And um, those are the ones that would be in the current um, situation that we're seeing down there uh, south okay. south of our border. So, so is Saudi so, Arabia also Shia? No, sir. Saudi Arabia would be the other half Shia. Or, or the other, the majority. They would be Sunni, actually. Sunni, oh, Sunni. Yes, sir. Sunni Muslims are the dominant Muslims in the world and in the area. They, they make up 70% of the Muslim world. You're talking about uh, Saudi Arabia, the UAE, um, uh, many places in I Iraq and uh, Qatar, Oman, Oman, these different uh, uh, large and Muslim uh, countries that are Sunni. So, so, so uh, and the, 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 the Sunni or Sunni and the Shia came from a family fight uh, 1,500 years ago uh, over who was a successor to Muhammad? Right, right. yes, sir. Um, it did originate from uh, many people thought that this person would be the right lineage or this person would be the right, and it, it was divided into two different groups. Um, obviously, after the prophet died, there wasn't anybody necessarily designated. And, uh, and so off of that, there's been a giant split since that time uh, between these, these two sides of the family, uh, relatives of uh, what they believe was the prophet Muhammad. Well, uh, we, we, we say sides of the family, and it is sides of the family, uh, but I've read, I mean, they, they get vicious. They'll kill each other. Yes, sir. Oh, yeah. Um, I mean, there's been invasions of different states based on, on religious uh, foundations. Many people might be familiar with the term ISIS, right? Um, yeah. And that, that was actually a Sunni movement. So the, the Muslims that were in Lebanon would not be supportive or be a part of that movement uh, uh, that came and swept through Syria and Iraq and, mm -hmm. and tried to get it. We had, we had uh, car bombs and, and different factions getting into Lebanon. So that would be different from the Hezbollah and Hamas. Very interesting. But just, you know, just as a, a powerful at times in the region. Yeah. So, but they all do unite when it comes to Israel. Well, I mean, that's, a, that's an interesting perspective because maybe formerly, yes. You know, if we look back at the 60s, yeah. uh, we saw that there was a, a six-day war. We saw Jordan was involved in some of these, these um, uh, the, 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 the tension between Israel and Jordan. You know, they took out all the Jordanian planes in that six-day war and, and basically were powerless. Yeah. Um, and so right now, though, I would say that we're seeing a little bit more of um, we're seeing more reasons for or they are seeing more reasons to uh, to work with or to be on better terms than to work against or yep. not be on each other. At least the Sunni side of the Muslims are. Yeah. Which would be that that Jordan, that uh, Saudi Arabia, maybe not as much Saudi Arabia, but definitely the UAE, the Emirates. Yeah. yeah. So very interesting. Well, yes, these are all things that we're dealing with. Uh, so were were there 
uh, how, you're, how far are you from Syria? You're on the, they border each other. We border. We're right yeah. there. So, uh, yeah. so when Israel is responding to Hezbollah shooting rockets back in there, are those going in Lebanon? Or are those going in Syria or both? When Israel is responding? Yeah. They're going into both. Um, it was actually what we just saw happen was the Iranian foreign minister was traveling to uh, Damascus International Airport uh, to meet with uh, different connections that they had there with relation to what's going on right in, in Israel and in Gaza and right now. And so uh, actually, so, so Israel came in and took out those two international airports. Wow. And so and when did this happen? That was just a couple days ago <laughs> while the plane was en route. And so while instead of turning around, where did the Iranian foreign minister go? <laughs> he landed into Beirut. Lebanon. Yes, sir. Right there. <laughs> and um, it was it was really actually. So just a few days ago as well, it was actually Sunday morning, uh, I was grabbing my flight out. And, and of course, uh, in hindsight, you know, uh, my pastor, he really, uh, he's the one that, that said, I didn't want to leave, you know, but he said, yep. he said, you need to go, you need to get out. And, and so I said, yes, sir. And so uh, in hindsight, now that the embassy, U.S. embassy has been attacked, and uh, now that we've seen uh, uh, a really McDonald's are being attacked, anything American or, is, or Israeli connections or supposed to have them is, is coming under fire. Um, in hindsight, it was it was the perfect timing. I got onto the plane, and we made it out to the runway. Bishop, we're sitting there on the runway, just waiting for the signal tower to give the pilot the clearance. And so we're all sitting there, and we all know the situation. We all know what's going on in the different cities. Airports are being taken out. Rockets are being fired. You There's, mean when you say taken out, they're blown up. They're being blown up. Yeah. Right. You can't land or take off there anymore. Yeah. It's like... It's intense. And so we're sitting on the runway, and I'm getting these news updates. <laughs> Five minutes go by, and we're like, well, we've been here long enough. Ten minutes go by. You feel the tension. People are really looking around. Thirty minutes goes by, and people are so anxious to the point that they, they, they're like, they don't know what to do with themselves. Um uh, it was, I, I started praying. I actually, I was there. I was in the middle. I didn't care. I just bowed my head. Yeah. And I was like, Lord, I know I'm not supposed to fear or be afraid, but yeah. <laughs> we need some help. Finally, 50 minutes later, plane takes off and, and you felt like the tension just, phew, we, wow. we made wow. it. Wow, wow. And so, um, praise God, you know. So, so all those airports, right. I mean, any one of them uh, could be vulnerable right now. Very vulnerable. The, the U.S. Embassy just now declared that all of its non-essential personnel is evacuating. And how far is that from your church or your house? It's just a few minutes away. Like from our new church property where we're at, that's pro probably three to four minutes away. Wow. It's, so it's right by. Yeah, I just read this morning they tore the gate down and they tore the part of the wall down and the fierce fighting. About they did. The, wow. And my parents are still there now. And they've actually taken some refuge into the mountains. And we've been doing what, you know, as best as we can to prepare for what may be coming. Yeah. Very likely. Well, so. all of you, uh, it's obvious we all need to be praying about the Middle East right now. We particularly yes, need to please. be praying for the household of faith, which is God's people that are there. And uh, uh, two of, of, of which are uh, Brother Jacob's parents. Uh, and all the other saints that cannot get out. 
Um, and we need to pray for the whole area. I mean, if you were down there and you saw the poverty, the abject poverty that some of these people are caught in, um, it appears, uh, this is just as an American, it appears that uh, other Palestinian nations do not want these people. And I just read what seemed concerning to me. Um, Egypt made it very clear they're not coming here, and, and Jordan made it very clear right. they're not coming here. And um, and yet they're they would tell you they're they're Palestinian brethren. So uh, and there may be you know we're not there. There could be all kinds of complications that we're not aware of. But I'm just I'm just saying ultimately for you and I we we want all of those Palestinians to receive the Holy Ghost, and we want all those Israelis to receive the Holy Ghost and be baptized in the name of the real Messiah, which is Jesus Christ. That's so um, thank you for being with us here. Uh, Brother Azar. Thank you for um, having me, Bishop. And, uh, I, and I hope this has been helpful for us to understand a little better about what's going on in the Middle East today. God bless you.